0: Good morning, Christian Embassy. So good to see you guys. Look at you. You survived the turkey day. Anybody still got turkey left over? Oh, yeah. Anybody have a birthday or an anniversary last week or this week coming? Yes, look at here. Wonderful. Happy birthday. Happy anniversary. Yes, did y'all hear about the couple celebrating their 60th anniversary? They were over in the fellowship hall, and they had 60 years. They were celebrating, and uh, while uh, they were singing and had cutting the cake and everything, somebody says, what was your secret? What was your secret? And the gentleman says, I'll tell you our secret. He said, I treat her like a lady. I treat her like a lady, he says, and she likes to travel, so I take her places. For our 20th anniversary, I took her to Beijing, China. And everybody said, wow, where did you take her for your 50th anniversary? He said, I went and picked her back up. (laughs) The secret to successful marriage. (laughs) Help us, Lord. Kindergarten class... uh, Ms. Jones wanted the kids to bring in a, a show-and-tell and, uh, about their religion. And uh, a little girl got up, and she said, well, here's the star of David. I'm, uh, I'm Jewish, and uh, this is my show-and-tell star of David. Uh, a little Catholic boy got up, and he said, well, I'm Catholic, and this is a crucifix. And uh, then another little boy got up, and he said, well, I'm a Christian, and here's a casserole. Okay, I better stop while I'm ahead. <laughs> well, we are on a fast track to this Christmas season celebration, uh, Merry Christmas. You know, you're, you're allowed to say that in America. You can say Merry Christmas. Somebody say Happy Holidays. Don't be mean to them. Just say, and Merry Christmas. You can say that here in America. Did you know that? Yes. If you didn't, I just wanted to let you know you can do that. Amen. Sister Robin, I see you back there. Thank you for Wednesday. That was tremendous. Uh, She hosted, uh, helped us host that uh, dinner for everybody that you didn't have family or friends. That was delicious. Amen. And uh, that, is, that was just amazing, so thank you for that. But as we're on a fast track now, and uh, all, everybody's getting their decorations up, and some people didn't take theirs down from last year, but that's okay. And, uh, <laughs> but with this time of the year carries this concept of, you know, it's coming together with loved ones to celebrate these festivities. Uh, it can also become a very stressful time for many, many people. This can be a time where uh, there's this pressure to spend extra money, like Pastor Rodik was saying, buying things you don't need for people who really don't care and who really don't want it. But there's this pressure for money, spending time and energy on things that, that this season seems important, and like, but it exhausts you. You didn't have it in your budget. You didn't have it in your, in your life. And there's stressors that come with that. It's supposed to be the most wonderful time of the year, Right. Isn't that what uh, Andy Williams in 1963, two years before I was even born? It's the most wonderful time of the year. And and as children, uh, when we were children, <laughs> some of us, believe it or not, used to be children. I know that's hard to picture, but... It was a great time of excitement and anticipation and wonder and cookies and all these good things, and time was simpler back then. And maybe you remember, it was just the good old days it seemed to be. You weren't as a kid, you weren't worrying about spending money for gifts or decorations or travel or planning a guest list or planning recipes and a grocery list. That just stuff eluded you. You were the kid. But as you become an adult, the, the, you've got to be careful because this can be a season where a lot of stressors can come in during the holidays, and as adults, if you're not careful, they will come in and tackle you like a, a defensive football player will tackle you, and the next thing you know, you're, you're just, this is a bad time of the year, it's a negative time of the year, and it should not be like that. I know it gets busy, and I know it it is a lot of extra things, but we're going to show you this morning from the Word of God how you can go through the rest of this year and into the new year in such a successful way that the devil will not be able to touch you. The devil will not be able to get over on you, and this is going to be one of the best Christmases and the closeout of the best year of your life. And I'm coming, I'm coming against statistics, I'm coming against uh, what research has shown uh, to be one of the most stressful times of the year. It was according to a 2015 survey of the health line, this consumer health information uh, uh, study where 62% of the responders described this time of the year to have the highest level of stress than any other time of the year. And uh, so as we enter into this season, let's look at some of the stress uh, that the stressors that would come against us. One is finances. Uh, We're going to be able to take care of that today. Time uh, pulling you away from your regular routine of things and and how it can eat up your time. Uh, your energy, and your relationships, because it's this time of the year, usually families get together, uh, a lot of families get along very well because they have left someone in Beijing, China for 25 years, and, uh, but this time of the year, it pulls them back together. Uh, if your household is one that has not had a successful holiday get-together, unless you've called 911, let me tell you what, you're operating in dysfunction, and uh, we want to help you turn that around. So, I'm just here to tell you, I have studied our enemy. And our enemy has learned how to capitalize on this time of the year to bring an onslaught of attacks uh, like never before. And his, his number one goal is targeting our mind. Targeting our mind. So, I'm here to preach this morning, you've got to protect your head. You've got to protect your head. I'm going to show you why you should protect your head, what happens if you don't protect your head, and what will happen if you do protect your head, and I'm going to show you how to protect your head as we go through this season. I feel the prophetic anointing of God on me as I felt in the first service to declare that the end of this year will be greater than everything you've known so far, you, that, that you're going forward into a new year and you're going to close this year out higher, you're going to close this year out more positive, you're going to close this year out ahead, that this is going to be one of the best Christmases that you've ever experienced in your life, the devil is a liar and every word of God be established as true, that you're going over, you're going up, you're going to the next level, that this 2018 is not over in these next 30 plus days you're going to see the miracle working power manifest of heaven on earth and you're going to see the hand of God move in your life and in your family's life you're going to witness miracles, you're going to to. be able to testify for the miracle manifest of heaven on earth you're going to be able to tell people that I was blind but now I can see I was lame but now I can walk I was deaf but now I can hear I was was bound but now I'm free I was under but now I'm over I was without and now I've got plenty I was set back and now I've been set forward you're going to be able to testify to the goodness of God because of this word today is going to help you position you and posture you in such Way that what the enemy has planned for you is going to fail, and the plans of God for you are going to succeed, saith the Lord. Hallelujah! Hallelujah! You've got to protect your head, church. In the natural, if you get wounded in the head, you cannot function properly. You cannot use your facilities. You cannot. Your faculties are like dead uh, when your head is harmed. Because it is the operating system uh, where everything proceeds out of the mind. I I know this young uh, man, his name is Tony. He was about 19 years old. And Tony was, he was every girl's dream. I'm telling you, he was was the hunk of a man. He, He got out and surfed every day. He had his surfing buddies and he was working out with them. He wanted to be in the best shape and was in the best shape he had ever been in his life. And one uh, day after uh, a morning of surfing and that afternoon, they started drinking. I don't know where they got it from, but they started drinking. And and Tony is driving them home and and it gets a little reckless and wrecks and hits a tree. And he's not wearing his seatbelt and he goes through the windshield. His head hits the windshield and he has head damage, brain damage that is done. And I've called up to the hospital, and I go up to the hospital, and here's this strapping, strong, young man that, that was jumping on a, a surfboard that morning and, and pumping hundreds of pounds and, and been able to run and do all these things. Now he's laying there limp. And, he's, and he's, he doesn't know anybody. He's in a coma. His brain is swelling. There's been damage done to his brain from the front and the back of it. It is bleeding, and he's laying there on life support. So as he's laying there with those tubes, breathing for him, his lungs could not breathe because his mind could not tell his lungs what to do. And and his kidneys were not working as they were having to put him on dialysis because his brain was not telling those organs what to do. And his, his heart, everything was struggling because the brain was not there to tell it what to do. And that is why the enemy attacks the head. He says, if I can get your head, then the rest of you is going to be no good all your gifts and all your talents and all that you capabilities and all that you could be and all that you could do will mean nothing if I can get a shot to your head and I'm here to tell you the enemy is targeting your head but just like the football league and the NFL has uh, cracked down and said we see that this CTE is uh, is causing uh, 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 problems and causing health issues and even death in the players because of the repeated hitting of the head uh, we we are not going to allow this anymore. Because of a study that was done, they showed that this thing called chronic traumatic uh, encephal, uh, encephalopathy is, uh, call it CTE, is a degenerative brain disease that is found that where there's repeated hitting to the head, it releases proton that becomes clumps of proton that then begin to spread throughout the brain and it causes death to the brain cells. And as those brain cells die, then they can no longer function to tell the body to do what it was called to do. And there's four stages to this CTE. And, you know, there's headaches is the beginning stage, a loss of attention and concentration. And anybody can ever study the Word of God knows that what you see in the natural, you also see it's parallel in the spiritual. So if the enemy can, in in the natural, come with a head, a a repeated bamming against the head, a beating against your head, and cause headaches and loss of attention and concentration, guess what happens if he constantly attacks our mind? And the next thing you know, we're living with headaches. We're living with, we can't focus. We can't concentrate. We can't hold on to what God has given to us. The second stage is depression and mood swings and and short-term memory loss and and, and lack of control of emotions. And and let me tell you what, I've seen that in the Christian community as well where a spirit of depression comes in, especially during this time of the year. It moves in and, and, and it really amplifies itself to be darker and bigger and heavier than it ever was. The third stage is impaired vision and aggression and apathy and thoughts of suicide. Just like the devil, what he wants to do. He wants to rob you of your vision. He doesn't want you to fulfill the purpose and the destiny of which God has created you. And wants you to become agitated and irritated and and aggressive and and, and going to one extreme aggressive and the other string apathetic where you really don't even care. And then the thoughts of suicide. Satan brings them in. He wants you to kill yourself. He wants you to die. He wants you to... split hell wide open and then that fourth stage is memory loss and dementia, and language difficulties and paranoia. Man, the devil wants to bring this spirit of fear in. He wants to make you paranoid. He wants to cause you to have panic attacks. He wants to cause you to be uh, to lose your memory of who, what God has done. So when you're faced with another challenge, you're not remembering what God has done, and you think, Oh my, I'm going to lose it. I'm going to I'm going to lose everything. I'm going to uh, uh, be I'm going to die. I'm going to uh, be bound up. Whatever it is let me tell you what the enemy is targeting your head and most causes of death for those who had the physical cte is respiratory failure because the brain is not even telling the lungs to breathe is cardiac disease suicide an overdose and the last one symptoms associated with dementia and the sad thing about dementia is we've seen patients who uh, at later stages, they don't even remember how to sit and function. I, I, I was told uh, one daughter was taking care of her father, and she said, uh, I, she said the saddest day was when I brought him to eat, and, and I brought him to the table, and I went and I was fixing his plate, and he's just standing there. And I said, Dad, you can sit down, and he just stood there. He forgot how to sit down. So she goes and helps him to sit down. So he sits there and she puts the food in front of him and he just stares at it and he doesn't do anything. He forgets how to even reach out and take his food. And she just wept when she said, I took a spoonful of the food and I put it in his mouth. And it just lay on his tongue. He'd forgot even how to chew. I'm telling you, the devil's cruel. The devil is cruel. And there's a lot of people that we have at a banquet table that God's prepared for us, and there's miracles and manifests of heaven that's been prepared for us through the atonement of Jesus Christ. We've got our healing. We've got our prosperity. We've got everything. And they forget. They forget because the enemy's attacked ahead, and they don't even know how to sit down at the banquet table of God and enjoy the supernatural provisions of God. Well, let me tell you what. I have everything in me again. Against the work of the devil. I want to come against him. I hate the devil and I want to shut him down in everybody's life that I can. And just like these, hel- these uh, football players, they wear these padded helmets and the officials have really stiffened the penalties now. so There's no head-to-head contact. Let me tell you what, we too are given instruction from God's Word about this matter. Just like those football players have to protect their head. I'm telling you sons and daughters of God, you've got to learn to protect your head as well. You've got to learn to protect your head and God's Word tells us how to do it. In Ephesians chapter 6, verses 10 and following, he says, finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of His might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against these tricks, stand against these attacks, stand against the wiles of the devil. Don't you want to stand against what devil's bringing against you? You don't want to just take it. You don't want to just uh, say, this is just life. No! God says, greater is he who is in you than he who is in the world. you got to stand against it. He says we do not wrestle against flesh and blood but against these principalities and powers and rulers of darkness of this age and spiritual hosts of wickedness in heavenly places. He says. now Now, here's your part. You've got to take up the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day. And I'm telling you, this is the season of the year. It's an evil day. Satan is attacking. Satan is coming in, targeting your mind. He wants you depressed. He wants you lonely. He wants you in sorrow. He wants you with suicide thoughts. He wants you with the thoughts of loss. Let me tell you, you've got to be able to withstand in this evil day and having done all to stand. Stand, therefore, having girded your waist with truth and put on the breastplate of righteousness and having shod your feet with the preparation of the gospel of peace and above all taking the shield of faith which you're able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked one. Look at verse 17. And take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit which is the word of God praying always with all prayer and supplication in the spirit being watchful to this end with all perseverance and supplication for all the saints. He said, you got to put on the helmet of salvation. If you're going to protect the mind, you got to put on the helmet of salvation. Did you hear what I'm saying? If you've got to protect your mind going through this Christmas season, you got to put on the helmet of salvation. It protects your head, which represents your mind. So we've got to protect our minds because our minds is the battlefield. And the good thing, he says, this is a helmet of salvation. That word salvation, soteria is a word found in its base a word sozo. Man you've heard that a thousand times here at Christian Embassy haven't you? It's a translated salvation but it's sozo which means to be saved, which means to be healed, which means to be delivered which means to be prospered, which means to be made whole. When Paul said in Romans 10, 9 and 10, he said if you will believe in your heart that God has raised Jesus from the dead and confess with your mouth that Jesus Christ is Lord, you You shall be saved, sozo, sozo. And then in John uh, John 3, 16, God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son, the Bible says, that whoever believes in Him should not perish but have everlasting life. The opposite of perish is sozo. He wants you to not have the opposite of sozo. He wants you to have sozo. He wants you to be saved. He wants you to be healed. He wants you to be delivered. He wants you to be prospered. He wants you to be made whole. Hallelujah. I don't know about you, but isn't it good to serve a God that wants that for you and has provided that for you and is telling you how to walk in it he said you've got to put on the helmet of salvation now in 30 plus years of ministry I personally counseled a large number of people and and I found that there's some smart people and talented and very capable but they were floundering in their life because they had a head injury they were not functioning at full capacity because they've had head energy a head injury and the enemy had attacked them with lies and attack them with suspicion and attack them with mistrust and attack them with depression and attack them with fear. And this problem in their mind has affected them and prevented them from being all and doing all that God had created them to be. Being wounded in the head kept them from using the rest of their equipment. And I know this firsthand. For many, many years, I struggled with depression myself. Man, I had a lot of head injury, spiritual head injury uh, growing up. When you grow up in abuse and you grow up in in, in where the enemy can really say and do some ugly things, he takes advantage of it. And there I was, I was living with depression. Depression would come on me, especially during the holidays and and, and times of celebration and and even my own celebration, birthdays and, and things like that would come on me like a dark cloud. I don't know if you've ever experienced that before. It would be like a dark cloud that would just come and settle over my life and it would block out every ray of hope that I'd ever had choking me. And sadness, oh, sa- I don't even have words to give proper expression to the sadness and the loneliness that, that, that uh, I felt in my life. I remember even when I used to travel and evangelize, I was, before I became a pastor here and planted a church, I would travel and I would go to a church and I'd preach this revival. And man, we'd have great times, salvations and amazing uh, experiences. And maybe it was a week before my next uh, time for another, to be at another church. And I remember I'd go and I'd find a cheap hotel or motel and I'd rent a room and I'd tell the, the clerk at the desk, don't, don't disturb me, I'm here. I I need to reboot and I just need private time. I would hang a a thing on the door saying do not disturb and many times a whole week would go by. I would not shave. I would not eat. I had the blinds closed. I had not even seen the light of day just in that dark hole and I have just crying and sad and fearful and and just bound the enemy was just head injury after head injury and he was bringing this on to me but I'm here to tell you I cried out to God and I said God I'm saved and I'm full of your spirit and I'm preaching and people are getting saved and just something's wrong with me what you got to help me and let me tell you what God gave me a revelation he opened my eyes and Isaiah 61 in three I got this revelation to console those who mourn in Zion, to give them beauty for ashes, the oil of joy for mourning, for the garment of praise, for the spirit of heaviness. The Holy Spirit showed me that a spirit of heaviness had attacked my mind and I needed to fight against that. I needed to rebuke that. I didn't need to accept this is just who I am. There was healing for my head. Just there was healing for my mind and I needed to kick this thing out. I needed to rebuke this spirit of he- heaviness and then I needed to protect my mind from it coming back again. And, and that's where Ephesians six seventeen came alive for me. Take up the helmet of salvation. Basically, put on the helmet of salvation. Ephesians 6 and 17. Put on the helmet of salvation. And let me tell you what. Did it come when I got saved? No, no. Paul is writing to the church, the church there to Ephesus, and they are already saved. And he's telling the Christians that there's a warfare going on in the unseen realm, and the devil is trying to take you out. And one of his targets is your mind. And God has weapons, and God has armor for you. And one of the pieces of armor is a helmet of salvation, a helmet of sozo. There's a helmet to keep your sozo, your healing, your deliverance, your freedom, your blessing, your prosperity. There's a helmet to protect your sozo. But you you gotta put it on. You got to put on this helmet of salvation, and let me tell you what. When you learned how to put on the helmet of salvation, you kick the devil out. You kick the spirit of heaviness out. You kick the suicide spirit out. You kick the loneliness out. You kicked that that mental uh, disorder and chaos out, and you put on the helmet of salvation. And there's sozo that is wrapped around your spiritual mind uh, and your physical mind. And when the devil comes in, he can't get through. Uh, and now you're thinking God thoughts. You're thinking the Word of God. You're thinking the promises of God you're thinking uh, according to the wisdom of God and the devil loses his hold just like I shared with you that boy at 19 when he had head uh, injury and he's in a coma and and then nine months later they said you know he's brain dead and they pulled the plugs and he and he immediately just went on out and he died that body died because of a head injury let me tell you what God doesn't want you to suffer another head injury and he's got healing for the head injury that we have suffered so far let me tell you what they say there's no cure for this CTE of the head injuries that is has happen in the natural but I'm here to tell you where the doctors say it's incurable and it can, there is no cure my God says I there is nothing that nothing's impossible with me and I'm telling you we can call on a miracle of God to touch our minds and touch our brains uh, and to bring about a healing in our lives so that we can be healed. But then we got to protect our mind. We got to protect our head uh, and we got to put on, we got to put on the helmet of salvation. First Thessalonians five and eight, but let us who are of the day be sober, putting on the breastplate of faith and love as a helmet of hope and salvation. So he's telling us this helmet of salvation is a helmet of hope. So my revelation is the protection of the mind is hope. The protection of the heart is faith with the heart man believes unto righteousness but the protection of the head is hope. Get this now. Hebrews 11 and 1 says now faith not faith in the future not faith last week the now faith something that will work right now. That'll bring forth heaven right now. That'll unlock the treasures of the atonement for you right now. Now faith is the substance of things what? Hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. So hope is the architect and faith is the contractor. You got to get that. Hope is the architect. A contractor will bring his tools and he's ready to build, but if he has no plans to build by, if there's no, no architectural drawings, then he doesn't build. And I'm here to tell you there's a lot in our life that is not being built up to its maximum because faith can't bring it to pass because uh, the hope has not drawn out the plans. And the enemy has tried to attack our head and bring in depression and fear and all kinds of mental chaos and confusion to try to keep the hope center here from drawing out the plans. We've got to write out the vision and make it plain so they can see it and run with it. That's what hope does. And the enemy's been trying to rob you of your hope. He's been trying to erode you of hope. But I'm here today to tell you that God says we have been given by Him a helmet of hope that if we'll take it and put it on, we can restore our hope today. Let me give you a biblical definition of hope. Hope is a quiet, steady expectation of good based on the promises of God's Word. If He says, by my stripes you were healed, you've got to hold on to what His Word says. His Word says, I was healed. Now, my body may not be healed right now, but His Word says, I was healed. So my hope is in the Word. The Word says, I was healed. So I don't have to ask God to heal me. I don't have to come and meet certain criteria to get healed. I've just got to get my faith to work now. Now, my now faith is the substance of things hoped for. So I got to hold on to that I don't need to crucify Jesus or I don't need to drag him back from heaven to another whipping post and take a cat of nine tails and whip him and put stripes on him again for my healing. That was already done 2,000 years ago. So now I'm getting this promise of God that this quiet, steady expectation of good based on the promise of God. So I get up every day of my life and if I wake up in the middle of night, I say, I thank you God I'm healed. I thank you God I'm healed. And somebody might say, well you haven't been healed yet. Yes I have. It just had not manifest yet, but my hope my hope is in the promise and the provision of Jesus Christ which is more sure than anything in the future, is more sure than what I'm feeling right now because what I'm feeling right Now, is subject to the power of God. The words of man can't change the word of God, but the words of God can change the words of man. So I'm just hoping, putting my hope, my quiet, steady expectation of good based on the promises of God's word. Hallelujah. So in a sense, it's continuing optimism. And it's not just a blind optimism. It's optimism in God is good god is faithful god is a man that he should not lie he cannot lie he has not lied when he said that he who is rich became poor that we who are poor might be made rich through christ jesus then i'm not going to live begging bread i'm not going to live begging bread i know my god is not a liar and when my god says that what the enemy meant for evil i'll turn i'll I'll turn that thing for good let me tell you what i may be i may be combating evil right now but i know it's it's going to turn to good because I am steady expecting the good based on the promises of God's Word. So we've got to put the protection of the mind. We got to take the helmet of hope, the helmet of salvation, the helmet of sozo. It's a helmet of hope. Hallelujah. And that'll keep you from giving into depression. Depression will come and it'll bounce off the helmet. Doubt and self-pity will come and it'll bounce off. It'll fail every time when you've got the helmet of salvation on. Hallelujah. We have a biblical basis for hope. Romans 8 and 28. And we know all that what? All things. We know, come on, this side, you talk to me. All things, all things. Work together for good to those who, what? Or those who are called according to His purpose, who love God and are called according to His purpose. Let me tell you what, all things. I don't care what's happening right now. You need to say, you're going to work out for good. You're going to work out for good. I'm not getting depressed about this. I'm not getting sad about this. I'm not getting paranoid about this. I'm not getting angry about this. I'm not getting upset about this. I'm not losing vision over this. I'm not changing my course that God has set me on for this because I know all things. All things means all things are we're going to work together for good. Not bad, but for good. But you got to keep the helmet of optimism on. you got to keep the helmet of hope on because hope will protect your head from all the wiles of the enemy. And believe you me, he's learned how to be sneaky and slippery more so than we can even imagine. So instead of trying to figure out where he is, just put your helmet on. Just put your helmet on. Hallelujah. Romans 8 and 24 says, For we were saved. Sozo. We were saved. Sozo by what? Hope. It's a helmet of what? Sozo. Helmet of salvation. We are saved by hope. You're going to be saved by the attacks of the enemy by hope. You're going to be saved by from the the physical onslaught of Satan trying to bring a disease into your body by hope. We've got to get our hope back up. We got to get our hope in our head and get our head protected by it. For hope is an essential part of our salvation. Ephesians two and twelve. Before he said, before you were in God, before you were in Christ. You were aliens of the commonwealth, of the covenant. You were aliens of the covenant of promise. You were you outside of those covenants. And outside of those covenants, you had no hope. You were without God in the world. He said there was a time you were without Christ, you were without hope, and you were without God. That's the condition of the lost. Now how sad would it be for us who are in Christ to still now be without hope? And the enemy come in and bring his fear tactics and bring his onslaught of attacks and bring his depression and bring his chaos into our mind when we have hope. We just have to put it on. He said you got to put on the helmet of salvation. Put on that helmet of hope. Colossians 1 and 17, To them God willed to make known what are the riches of the glory of the mystery among the Gentiles, which is Christ in you, the hope of glory. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. If Christ is in you, if Christ is in you, you have hope. If Christ is in you, you have hope. You just take what he has brought and you wrap your mind with it like a helmet. You just take what Christ has provided for you in and through the atonement and that's what you think on. That's what you think on. Whatsoever is pure, whatsoever is holy, whatsoever is lovely, whatsoever is it's of God. I'm telling you, he said, these are the things you got to think on. Hallelujah. Hope is an essential part of our salvation experience. In Hebrews 6 and 17, because God wanted to make the unchanging nature of His purpose very clear to the heirs of what was promised, He did what? He confirmed it with an oath. Now get this. God did this so that by two unchangeable things in which it is impossible for God to lie. It's impossible. He's made these promises, and he says it's impossible for him to lie. We who have fled to take hold of the hope set before us. There again, we got to take hold of it. Some of us have been walking around, and we're in Christ, and we're saved, but we've not taken hold of our helmet of salvation. We've not taken hold of our hope, and the enemy's attacking our mind. He's attacking our mind. we got to stop this. we got to stop this. Take hold of the hope that is set before us uh, that, that you may be greatly encouraged. We have this hope as an anchor for the soul, firm and secure. It enters the inner sanctuary behind the curtain where our forerunner Jesus has entered on our behalf and he's become a high priest forever in the order of Melchizedek. He gives us two pictures in this verse of Scripture of hope. He says hope is like the altar. The altar in the Old Testament was the altar of protection. Uh, it's the place where you would run and you would have the protection of God. The writer of the Hebrews tells us that when all the pressures are against us, we should flee to the altar. And we should take hold of the horns of the altar and don't turn them, don't turn them loose. Because hope is, is like an altar. It is where we meet God. It's where we hear God. It's where we experience God. we got to know that hope is like an altar. you got to take hold of hope and not let anybody rip it out of your hands. Let no one take it from you. But he also says, another picture is, hope is like an anchor. It's like an anchor reaching out into time of eternity into the very presence of God. Because in this world that we live in, it's like we're this tiny little vessel in this sea of life and there's nothing in the world gives us security and nothing in the world gives us stability and nothing in the world gives us permanence. We need an anchor. We need an anchor. An anchor that reaches out of time to eternity and fastens to the rock of ages and says, ain't no storm going to take us out. Nothing's going to get us off of course here. It's the anchor of hope. Hope is like an altar. Hope is like an anchor. You've got to see today the importance of you taking the helmet of hope, the helmet of salvation, sozo, and covering your head, protecting your head. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. why he tells us in Hebrews 10 and 23, let us hold unswervingly to the hope we profess for he who promised is faithful. I'm telling you got to keep on hoping. You got to keep on being optimistic. It will protect your mind. It will protect your head. I'm telling you, you got to protect your head. You got to protect your head. Pretend you're out there and you're playing football. And out there on that football field, like last, like this past Thanksgiving day, when the Dallas beat the Redskins, hallelujah, miracles still, see miracles still happen. Some of you hate me for that, but miracles still happen. <laughs> but can you picture those players out there without helmets? Never, never. Never. Even with helmets, they've upped the, the padding in those helmets. And even that, they've had to up the rulings and the regulations that if you hit head-to-head, you're not only going to get 15-yard penalty in a first down, but you're going to be ex- expelled out of the... You're getting kicked out. I've seen more people get kicked out this year than I've ever seen in football in the history because of the rules are getting more strict because they've noticed, they, they've, they've, they've seen it through the studies that the CTE takes place when there's constant attacks on the head. I'm telling you, the enemy knows what he's doing. He's been attacking your mind. Especially during this time of the year, he's been attacking your mind. Saying your family's not what it should be. Your health's not what it should be. Your, your money's funny. Your, you know, your, things, your relationships. I mean, it's all, nothing is like it should be. These years winding down and you're in worse shape than you were in the first of the year. All that good stuff that you were hoping for, you just let it go. I'm telling you, you better pick up that helmet. Don't you let it go. Because if the enemy can get you unguarded, he's going to come in and he's going he's to get you suicidal. He's going to get you sad. He's going to get you pity partying. He's going to get you giving up your stance and your position as a child of God, where you're supposed to stand against the walls of the devil. He's going to trample you over and he's going to take your health. I'm telling you, I, I hear this. If you don't get this, you're going this next year, the enemy's just going to rob you of health. He's going to rob you of your wealth. He's going to rob you of your joy. He's going to, because he's here to keep Kill, steal, and destroy, Jesus said. That's all Satan is about. But God says, I'm about giving you a life, Jesus said, and life more abundant. And part of that is you got to do what He tells you to do. And He tells us that as Christians, we got to take the helmet of salvation, the helmet of sozo, the helmet of prosperity, the helmet of healing, the helmet of deliverance. We got to take it and we got to put it on. And we got to keep it on so we can stand against the wiles of the enemy. You got to protect your head. And if you've been under attack, I, my heart goes out to you. I know that's what the enemy does. He's very strategic in what he does. But the good news is it can stop today. It can stop today. You can, re, you can identify the enemy. You can rebuke the devil, resist him, and he will flee. You can get him out, his lies and his attacks out. You can get healing in. Hallelujah. But you've got to put on that helmet of salvation. You've got to take your hope. they hope in the Lord. You've got to take it back. And that hope is that steady expecting of good things based on the promises of God. He said, I'm the head and not the tail. I'm above only and not beneath. I'm blessed if I back up. I'm blessed if I go forward." I'm blessed if I move to the left. I'm blessed if I move to the right. I'm blessed in the city. I'm blessed in the field. I'm blessed standing up. I'm, that's the hope. That's the hope. That's the hope. You got to hold on. You got to hold on. You got to hold on. Put it on your head. Put it on your head. And say, devil, you ain't having me this Christmas, and you're not having me next year either. Hallelujah. Would you stand with me, please? Hallelujah. Glory. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. We praise you, God. We praise you, God. We praise. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Somebody right now, you need to do some spiritual warfare. Right now, you need to say, devil, I rebuke you. Devil, I resist you. In the name of Jesus, get out of my head. Devil, get out of my mind. Get out of my family. Get out of my life. You're not going to do just what you want. Come on. Come on. Do some warfare. Devil, you got to go. Your lies have got to go. Your lies have got to go. This depression, you got to go. This sadness has got to go. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. And now call on your healing. Oh, I pray, Holy Spirit, heal my mind. Heal every attack that I've had. Restore unto me my mind. Restore unto me my salvation. Yes, Lord God, restore it. Restore it, restore it. And now God, I take the helmet of salvation and I put it on. I put my hope in you, Lord God. My hope is the contractor, I mean the architect, uh, and the contractor is my faith. Hallelujah. Now faith has something to work from and that is my hope, as my hope is in you, Lord. Hallelujah. And go ahead and begin to thank him. I thank you that I'm going out of here healed. Go ahead and thank him. I thank you. I'm going out of here healed. I'm going out of here delivered. Come on, you got to thank him. If you don't if you don't believe it, it ain't it's not yours. You got to say, I thank you, Lord, I'm healed. I thank you, Lord, I'm delivered. I thank you, Lord God, the devil's out and you're in. I thank you that my mind is whole, my mind is protected. Go ahead and begin to thank him right now. Thank you, Lord. I thank you, Lord God, that I have the strength of heaven. I thank you you Lord God joy unspeakable and full of glory I thank you Lord God hallelujah that you're turning everything you're turning everything you're turning everything what the enemy meant for evil is getting turned for good I thank you Lord I thank you that I'm going to end up this year healthier than I was in the beginning of this year I thank you Lord I'm going to end this year wealthier than I was in the beginning of this year I want to thank you Lord God I'm going to end this year with more joy in my soul than I was at the beginning of this year I want to thank you Lord God I'm going to end this year stronger than I was at the beginning of this year I want to thank you Lord God that you've got great and mighty things planned for me and Lord I'm going to walk them out and I'm going to talk them out and I'm going to live them out and you're going to get the glory and the honor and the praise in and through my life Lord God I'm here as an ambassador to advance your kingdom here on earth as it is in heaven somebody thank him right now Go ahead and begin to thank Him for what is what is already done, what has already been provided for, what is already yours in and through Jesus Christ. Thank you, Lord. I praise you for it. I give you glory, and I give you honor. Hallelujah. 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 Prayer ministers, if you would come. Prayer ministers, if you would come. And if you're here and you want somebody to pray with you, I want you to come right now then no need for you to be fighting this alone no need for you to be going through this by yourself there's men and women of God who will stand with you in prayer right now just come, come, come if you're here today and if you're not in the covenant with God and you're a stranger, an alien as the word of God says a foreigner outside of God's relationship and covenant the good news is His door is open to you the gate is open and Jesus is the door and He's welcoming you to come in but you've got to make that decision Will you, choose, will you choose Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior? Will you choose this day to say, come into my heart, Jesus, forgive me of my sins, wash me with your blood, cleanse me, forgive me, Lord God. And you're willing to surrender to His Lordship and say, Jesus, I want to live for you. Jesus, I want to serve you. Bible says, whosoever shall call on the name of Jesus shall be saved. Hallelujah. So if you want to be saved, come on up. If you want to be delivered, come on up. If You want to be healed, come on up. You want these prayer ministers to stand in agreement with you for a miracle that you're believing God for, come on up. There's power in agreement. There's power in agreement. If you need somebody to stand with you in behalf of somebody that's not here, come on up. Come on up, these prayer ministers. We'll pray with you a prayer of faith. Hallelujah. And the prayer of faith shall raise you up. We'll raise them up in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Don't miss out on this opportunity to get some Holy Ghost, supernatural, miracle-working power manifested in your life by coming in agreement with one of our prayer ministers. Would you come? Would you come? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Lord, we come to you. We come to you, Lord. No delay. Yes, Jesus. Lord, I want to thank you for the miracle working power that is being manifested at this altar even right now. Don't delay. Don't delay. If you need prayer, come on up, please. Don't say, I'm going to wait till the end of the service. Our prayer ministers will be leaving then. They've got other responsibilities. They're here for you right now. They're here for you right now. So if you need prayer, would you come? would you come hallelujah thank you jesus for the miracles that are taking place right now thank you god heaven on earth heaven on earth the manifest of heaven on earth yes lord yes lord thank you jesus thank you jesus put on that helmet of hope put on that helmet of hope my hope is in the lord my hope is in his word he cannot lie it's an unchangeable fact he cannot lie so what he says is mine what he says he'll do he's going to do it what he has promised he's going to deliver put your hope in the Lord don't let the devil have your family don't let the devil have your children or your grandchildren come on put your hope in the Lord come put your hope in the Lord don't let the enemy have your health put your hope in the Lord Don't let the enemy cause you to be a beggar and a borrower. Put your hope in the Lord. Don't let the enemy cause you to live in depression, sadness, oh, and such sorrow. Put your hope in the Lord. He loves you. He's here for you. These prayer ministers can help you put on that helmet of salvation. They can help you put on that hope right now. Hallelujah men and women of God, ordained by God, anointed by God, they can join with you in helping you get that hope established. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. 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 father we just pray for everyone that is tuned in today for everybody present and everybody who has joined us through facebook and joined us through the radio who've joined us on any television outlet who's joined us today lord god we pray in the name of jesus that hope would be established that this word of god would be adhered to and that they would put on their helmet of salvation they would put on their helmet of hope and then they would go through this week and through this christmas season and through the remainder of this year into the new year with their head protected from the wiles of the enemy with their mind protected lord god i pray they would do it right now in the name of jesus and lord god we pray your favor we pray your blessings we pray, pray lord god that you would go and make the the high places low And those low places, you would bring them up, Lord God, that they might go forward into the fulfillment of their purpose and destiny without the challenges of the onslaught of the enemy. Lord God, that they would be able to run, run into their future, run into the blessings, run into their destiny, Lord God, giving you praise and glory every step of the way. We thank you for the hope that you've given us. We thank you for the hope that you've established We thank you for your promises that we can hold on to. And Lord God, as we go into this week, we're going to hold on to every one of them. To you be the glory, to you be the honor, and to you be the praise. So now, God, as we go, we pray, God, your favor would go before us. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen and amen. Hallelujah.